Support for the Couples Council comes from Mercia Wellness and Consulting. Their purpose is to equip you with the right skills for a happy and healthy relationship. Services available in office or virtual. Schedule your consultation now. For more information, visit MerciaWellness.com. Mercia Wellness and Consulting, small steps, big changes. This podcast is not a substitute for therapy. Please consult a licensed professional for your mental health needs. Now, now on, on with, with the, the show. show. Hello and welcome to the Couples Council. I'm Dr. Jameson Mercier, your host, with my co-host, Herdeen Mercier. And guess what? Guess what, babe? Guess what? It's the new year. Happy new year. Happy, happy new year. We're so excited about this episode. And as Dr. J and I contemplated who would go first, it had to be no other than MJ Harris. Well, well, you're kind of jumping the gun, babe. Why? Well, first, let's remind them that we've been promising them a lot of new content. That's true. A lot of new material. But I'm so excited. Yeah, we even <laughs> we even got a brand new sexy voice for you. <laughs> yeah. Doctor J's getting over a fever. No, this is my brand new <laughs> co-host voice. <laughs> and uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna milk it as long as it lasts. <laughs> Nice and slow. <laughs> Thank you. Anyways, happy One new year, guys. One of the guys. million reasons I like <clears throat> I married you. Happy new year, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I am getting over a little congestion, uh, but it's not keeping me out. It might got me down, but not out. And so like my wife was saying, we do have a wonderful interview that we're going to share with you this episode. This is a... This is an interview with a powerful brother by the name of Malcolm M.J. Harris. Some of you may know about him, some of you may not. Uh, We're going to assume you don't and that this is the first time you're hearing about him, so we're going to be the one to introduce him to you. And you'll, um, you'll thank us later after you meet him. He's such a good spirited person. I love him. I love everything about him. Um... I'm just excited. He doesn't look like what he's been through, but hmm. I'm, I love everything about MJ Harris. Before we break into it, how was your end of the year, babe? Amazing. You know, I'm in this place where you're thinking about all the many blessings. Um, what an exciting year. Just like in that year of review. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what do you want to purge? What do you want to keep? Oh, yeah. You know I'm uh, all about purging. Uh-huh. And what do you want to work on? And so that's where I am right now. And I'm looking forward to um, 2019. Yeah, yeah. A lot's been happening for us as a couple, as a family. Um, for me, as a, as an entrepreneur. I know. Um, you know. You have some interviews that are going to be coming out. Yep. We, uh-huh. uh, I mean, guys, it's when we say God is working, uh Patrice Washington always says, give God something to bless. Yes. And that's a mantra we've been repeating in the house. Yeah. And so we've taken that to heart. Yeah. Uh, if you see Patrice on the street, tell her we said thank you. <laughs> but um, yeah, we got a lot happening, a lot of changes. Uh-huh. But for 2019, we do have a bunch of interviews. Great, great, great people who uh, volunteered their time, agreed to share their wisdom with us and you. 
And uh, that's what we're getting ready to drop for you guys, uh, starting with a dear friend of ours. I feel we can call him a friend because he's someone who's really had an impact on us some, from the time we've been communicating with him. Yes. His name is Malcolm M.J. Harris. The one and only. Yeah. When you hear his interview, you will understand why we decided to have him on our show and why you'll want to stay connected to him. All right. Trust and believe. Malcolm M.J. Harris is a sought-after speaker, motivational success coach, and global CEO. His business empire includes National Care, one of America's largest African-American-owned financial services companies, and M.J. Harris Global Enterprises, international multimedia conglomerate. Through his social media and digital content platform, M.J. shares daily doses of advice and secrets to success on all things love, relationships, business, and finance. His authentic delivery style and magnetic personality have afforded him a loyal following of over 1 million people across all of his digital footprint. He is fueled by his unending commitment to helping everyone he encounters live the daily life they desire and deserve. So we want to welcome Malcolm MJ Harris to the Couples Council. Welcome, 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 MJ. Welcome to the Couples Council. We are super excited about you joining us. I am looking forward to our conversation that we're about to partake in. I know you're going to give our listeners so much wisdom. I, I, I even told Jay even before the interview, I was like, I think this one might be an emotional one for me because success. And, yeah, and that's no lie. She actually did. <laughs> we do have some time here, <laughs> just in case. Yes, like, because success for me is so important. Just a little history about myself is um, my parents migrated here by boat from Haiti. Um, mm-hmm. my dad came first and then my mom came, he sent from my mom. And then I was born in 1980, you know, first generation American wanting to live the American dream, married my, the love of my life and I'm doing what I love, but it wasn't an easy climb. And that's where you mm-hmm. come in. That's where you come in. And I think our conversation is going to be impactful because we want to really talk about the mindset of a couple and building success as a couple and what that looks like. Cause it wasn't easy. No way at all. Even us after getting our masters and, and Jay going off to start his PhD, it was hard. I mean, but Mm. we stayed the course. I'm talking about our lights were turned off, car repoed. It was an experience. Um, But we stayed the course and we pushed through. And I know that there's some couples that are probably first generation trying to live the American dream like us. Um, and we really want to inspire uh, them through the conversation that we want to have. And I know they're probably thinking, who is MJ? Can you tell us who MJ is? <laughs> no, no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> well, let me tell y'all, first of all, I, I, it's an honor to be able to be on today. You know, this is just absolutely phenomenal and I think that anytime that we can empower people, especially couples, I think that is so important. I think that is just hugely important. Now, so for those of y'all who don't know who I am, my name is Malcolm M.J. Harris. Everyone calls me M.J. And, you know, for me, I have a couple of distinctions that have allowed me to be able to share my messages with the world. The first thing 
is that I own one of America's largest African-American owned financial services companies. It's called National Care. We've got over 1,300 team members nationwide. Um, and we help people to secure a brighter and stronger financial future. So that's on one end. On the other end, you know, I, even before I started my business, I was doing motivational speaking as an outlet to be able to help people. It was just something that I wanted to do. It was my form of ministry, really, in a way, um, to be able to help people. Mm. Ten years ago, um, I discovered the wonderful world of YouTube <laughs> and um, went on YouTube and did my first video. Um, it was an empowerment video. It did probably 10,000 views in about a couple of days. And I was like, wow, I never had, mm. I'd never really done anything on YouTube, much less have this many people watch me. And we've been going and growing ever since then. Um, and over the last 10 years, I've done over 1,500 um, videos um, that are on YouTube, um, what is it, Instagram, Facebook, and our own subscription-based platforms on everything from how to live your best life financially to how to live your best life emotionally and spiritually. Mm-hmm. I've got tons of online courses. We do live events. And so what I always tell people is I say, I'm a motivational success teacher. I am not just here to motivate you to feel better about your life. I'm here to motivate you to a point of action where success is the only outcome that you can achieve. Wow. Tell it. And that's why I love watching your videos. <laughs> wow. Now, From when you're on the beach to coming out of the shower with, I think you talked the razor rub cream. Like I'm into yes. everything MJ. I don't care what time of day it is. I'm watching MJ. <laughs> Thank you, Herdine. It's an honor and a pleasure. Thank you. Now, now tell us, right? So you're full of all of this, this motivation and inspiration. Mm-hmm. Where did all of that come from? So, you know, for me, I would, I first have to acknowledge that what I'm able to do in terms of my ability to influence people's decision-making processes, to seeing themselves different and better and then acting that out, that's a gift from my creator. Mm. So some of it, I can't always explain in terms of where it comes from. This was this is something that I always had a natural ability within. I think where my interest was birthed in terms of actually cultivating my ability within this area was because of the early life challenges that I had. And I grew up in a household where, you know, um, you know, my earliest memories was watching my mother overcome addiction. You know, we, my mother couldn't afford childcare, so we would go with her to the AA meetings and different things like that um, mm-hmm. after school because she couldn't afford the childcare and send us elsewhere. And so seeing that and seeing, you know, my mother work so hard to um, transform her life, what it made very clear to me very early in my life is that people are capable has transformed their lives, even from some of the most darkest places, if they've got the right guidance. And that resonated with me to say, I want to be able to be a guide and a beacon of light to people. And then as I just grew up through my life, you know, I went through many challenges that I think some folks can relate to, from uh, abuse to just feeling like like an other, just not feeling like I fit in, self-worth challenges, real life challenges. And I think that the way that I responded to them was saying, well, you know what? I've got a gift inside of me. What if I could use my gift as a way to help other people as I get the help that I need as well? You know, so as I learned more and got more empowerment for myself and applied these things in my life, I would then take those into lessons and say, let me tell y'all what I just learned. Or let me tell you what worked for me. Hopefully it works for you too. And that really is in essence, you know, what my platform is all about is taking the experiences that have helped me within my life and saying, this is what worked for me. It may not work for everybody, but this is what works for me. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you, it's working out because over 3 million people a month watch the videos. And I think that it's working for them too. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And I guess that's a similarity between our platforms because even as we host this podcast, we 
understand that the things that Herdine and I do, the, the way we communicate and the way we run our home and our business, it works for us. Uh, and, even, and you know what? To take it further, it works for us today. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It may not work for us this way tomorrow. It may not work at all after today. And so as we share some of this information, you know, we recognize and we qualify. We say, hey, guys, you know, it might be some trial and error, but you know what? Try it out and let us know how it worked or how you had to alter it. Not just work. We're willing to do the work. And oftentimes we find that people aren't willing to do the work. And I mm-hmm. think your level of success has come because you were willing to do the work. And what did that work look like for you? So I think a starting point for me was being able to acknowledge that there was work to do. I think that what a lot of people are challenged by is the acceptance that we all have broken places. Mm-hmm. We all have places within us, but even if they're not broken per se, we all have development areas. And if you think about even a relationship, if you want to see where your broken places are, if you want to see where you got those development areas, get into a relationship. All right. You can oh, think yeah. you single, sexy, and free. Okay. <laughs> and, and you know, when you think, well, everything's great. You know, I'm, I'm perfect. I'm whole. You meet that, you meet that man or that woman that you fall in love with. And you're going to quickly see, I've got some things to work on. If you're smart, you'll admit that to yourself. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I think it was a recognition on an individual level that I have things to work on. You know, that some of the challenges in my life could be minimized or outright uh, avoided altogether if I chose to work on myself. And so in recognizing I had work to do, that was the starting point. Then from there, it began to be, I had to focus on how being intentional, very serious about doing that work. For me personally, I'm a big believer in therapy. I think it's a wonderful thing. I think that what you can work through in therapy in a matter, let me tell you, what you can work through in therapy in a matter of months could take you decades to try doing your own. So to me, therapy is about expediting the healing process. It really is. Mm. And so I did therapy. I'm a big believer in it. And so I did that. And that was a huge thing for me. And then I think beyond that, it was a matter of, of surrounding myself with people who, who saw life in a similar way, you know, in terms of people who believe the transformation was possible. I had to get rid of those people in my life who was like, nah, I just am who I am. Take me as I am. Because those are not the kind of people that I need to be around, especially in a relationship. You have to be able to have other couples and other people around you who do support your way of thinking and that's the identical but at the very least i think that it needs to be in alignment because your your community around you supports your success yes sir yes sir because otherwise it will not it will just pull you back absolutely and you know one of the things i've learned the the times in my life when i had discord was with individuals it was those times where we did not have value system alignment like i'm trying Mm -hmm. to move forward they trying to pull back I'm trying to get, go on to the next level, whatever God has for me that's next. I'm extending a hand and I'm like, come on, come on, we can do it together. But they did not have those core values. And so Mm -hmm. one of my pillars, and I teach the wives that I work with is you have to know when it's time to remove and Mm. let go. That's powerful. You have to. I think that that's so powerful because, you know, you know, we hear this is the saying, you know, that every relationship has a season. Some seasons are for a lifetime. You know, some seasons may not be for a lifetime, but regardless of what that season is, I think that we, like you just said, Herdine, we've got to be able to know when is that season coming to a close. And sometimes the season coming to a close does not mean a total 
into that relationship. It just means a different way of engaging that relationship. It's an into this form of engagement. And we have to now choose what is an approach that's going to be able to support me in the next chapter that I'm in. I would love for you to be able to be in alignment with me in this new chapter, but if not, I may have to take you in smaller doses. I may have to deal with you in a different way. Not putting you out of my life, I don't want to be dismissive, but not everyone's healthy to stay in the same capacity in your life at all times. No, no. Now, that gets increasingly difficult when you realize that those people are, say, your family, your, mm-hmm. your, your, your partner, your spouse, your boyfriend. Um, sometimes it might even be the job that you're in that six months ago you was just praying and fasting for. And now you realize, whoa, you know, I got this all wrong. This is not where I need to be. I was just supposed to be here for a short time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, you know. I think that those moments in life, they can feel very scary, but God knows I invite them so much. Those moments where you realize that I'm ready for what's next. It's not a matter of grieving that I'm in the wrong place right now. It's a recognition that I'm ready for what's next. That's what discontentment is all about. And I think that sometimes we get stuck in discontentment and we wallow in it about, I don't like where my life is. I don't like where my relationships are. I don't like what whatever is in this in my life. And that's the wrong focal point. The right focal point in my opinion is to focus on that that discontentment is like a rumbling that's bursting something new for you and it's up to you to open up open your eyes open your ears open your spirit to being able to receive whatever those next steps are so that you can move into the next phase yes sir if that ain't the truth man because if you don't take that step into with that kind of churn which is i call it that churn it eats you alive i mean it does it and haunts not only, you and does not let go. But it not only eats you alive, it sometimes it creates this zombie-like state. Like you're going mm-hmm. into work, you're not feeling yourself, you just know something isn't right, but you are addicted to that paycheck because that paycheck mm-hmm. brings you that comfort. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I know there's couples out here listening, probably with their spouse. And it's like, see, honey, I told you my job ain't doing it. It's just not, <laughs> it's just not doing it for me. Mm-hmm. But I am fearful. I have yeah. some past experience. Possibly my light's been turned off. My car has been mm-hmm. rolled. I'm afraid of going through a second or third bankruptcy, Lord mm-hmm. Jesus. How mm-hmm. do I know when it's the time? Because I don't want to be embarrassed by calling my family member to say... I may need to move back in with you. And I know you know that experience. Oh, absolutely. You know, the thing is, when people talk about the, the security of a job, I, I always talk about this story that I remember when I used to, my job before I had my um, insurance business was that I worked for a management consultant. Actually, um, at the time, it was the world's largest management consultant, uh, consulting firm. And what would happen, I remember I was coming in one day and I remember walking in the hallway big, beautiful building overlooking the Potomac River in D.C. I mean, stunningly gorgeous building. And I'm walking down the hall, and next thing I know, I see one of my coworkers who was like, one of my friends. You know, one of these coworkers, but they're your friend at work. You may not hang out with them outside of work, but they're your, they're your work friend. Mm-hmm. And he is walking down the hall, holding the box. A security guy is walking beside him. It's sort of escorting him out. And I said, what happened? He says, I got laid off, you know? And what occurred to me in that moment was, you know, this check, 
There's nothing secure about the check. They can lay you off in a minute. They can do a separation of employment in a second. Okay. Mm -hmm. To me as an entrepreneur, you know, if everything fell apart, people stop buying my online course, stop watching my videos. I still have my licenses and insurance and in in investments. I can go sell a policy. I can do what I have to do. I can always create more revenue. There's no cap on how much money um, I can have because it's like, well, if I, if I want more, I can do more, you know, and to me, that's what true security is, is knowing that you are in full control. You don't have to wait on a raise or anything like that. So if there is anyone out there who's got a spouse who's saying, baby, I, I want to leave my work. I want to leave my work. I, I, I'm tired of this thing. I want to approach my next chapter. What, you know, but you're, but you're the one who's more security focused. I would, I would really recommend that you re-examine what security looks like. But there's another step I would recommend. This is a step that I took before I left my job. What I did was I actually sat down and I added, what were my household expenses, right? What does it cost me to keep my life going? Okay. Maybe not all the luxuries, but like, what is the, what's the housing cost? What's yeah, the, the utilities cost? The basics, you know? And then what I did was I said, okay, how many, if, if everything would have fall apart, if I would have leave to start my, my business and everything fell apart, absolutely everything fell apart, how long would it probably reasonably take me to find another job in my, in a comparable field? And I say, well, worst case scenario, six months. So then I made sure that my goal was, I was going to save at least six months of my expenses. Once I had six months of my expenses, then I had my green light to be able to leave my job, to be able to focus on my business, you know? And mm-hmm. so I think that that whole thing, fear goes away when we have a plan in place. Yeah, Often know. fear is just, our, you know what I mean? Fear is just your body telling you, you need a plan, you need to prepare. You yes, know, sir. it's not telling you to stop. It's just telling you to prepare, you know? And so for me, preparation helps ease my fears. Mm. Wow. And I'm telling you that, that that's the other four letter word, you know, fear and plan. It, it's when we deal with couples, the first thing we, we say is, so what is the plan? And they look at each mm-hmm. other and they look at us. They look at me. They're like, well, we don't have one. And, and it's, mm-hmm. it sounds like it, it's basic, but it may be that they just have not sat together and create a plan, you know? And so when you talk about that. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I, said, I believe that a plan is your most powerful tool. Now, that doesn't mean that the plan won't change, right? Mm-hmm. But a plan is at least a foundation of what is my intention and what are the actionable steps that I'm willing to take in order to, to, in, in order to make that, um, that intention a reality. Mm-hmm. And, you know, oftentimes and when we're dealing with couples, we ask them, so what was your plan after the marriage? And their answer is, well, we planned so hard to get to the wedding that um, we really didn't plan for after the marriage, the realness of living together as one. Yeah, yeah, they were still. You know, that's a huge thing. And, you know, I've been guilty of it, you know, where where you focus, you know, you're focused on the day to day of the love and the day-to-day of the relationship. And as you begin to merge together financially, then you're focused on the day-to-day of, of supporting a household and, and all of that. But in terms of the thoughts of what is the plan for our relationship? What is the plan for how we're going to economically build together? What is, what is the plan on how we're going to build across multiple fronts? That that doesn't often happen. And I think that that's what we see a lot of couples begin to run into significant challenges is when they do kind of, when, when life, raises his head and says, hey, now we're in a tough spot because we all face them at different points in time. And you don't have the plan in order to to know how to deal with that spot when you get there. You know, Mm -hmm. um, I think that we see a lot of couples who who are really challenged by that. You know, and I think that planning doesn't avoid difficult moments, but it certainly gives you a a way 
to get through it. So at the very least, you've got a focus, a joint focus that you can focus on together. So no matter how hard it gets financially, emotionally, whatever it may be, if you all have got a goal, it sort of gives you both something to focus on that can push you through those times. And I love what you say, if you all have a goal, but when you're able to look at the numbers, it gives you a realistic goal of what you're dealing with. Yeah. Like you're really looking at the numbers to say, okay, this is what we're really dealing with yeah. in order to survive our day-to-day or our month-to-month or the next six years. And how do we plan to move forward into achieving the next goal? It could be a goal of taking our first trip together. Whatever the goal yeah. is, we're really looking at the numbers and instead of saying, you know, we just hope it comes together. Yeah, you know, so that's, mm-hmm. one, that's one word hope that we've had to try and educate people about because you know hope is not bad but if that's all you have you're in trouble because yes it it, it, that's a dangerous place to be without hope with just hope i should say and and with couples um or, or families you know when we're talking about taking a look at the the reality of the situation sometimes a husband or a wife may not want to know you know mm. they just would say you know why do you think that is it's scary or maybe they already know mm-hmm. and they don't want the confirmation mhm mhm you know in your work i mean have you come across that and and any uh responses you've gotten from clients uh, responses to that question i'll tell you so uh, i'm thinking about a particular couple um that i work with um this was years ago in dc and i remember um i just started my business so i didn't even have an office back then i would go out and i would meet with them wherever their location was i can't tell you how many bad casseroles i've had to eat in my life because i would go to people and say you want some dinner and of course you gotta eat what they say (laughs) and so um I would go to their homes or go wherever. So this one, I went to, I believe it was, it was their home. It was like on a Saturday morning. And the wife was, she was very pleasant, very happy to have me there. Um, the husband, uh, not so warm. He wasn't rude in any way, but he just wasn't warm at all. Um, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't really think much of it. You know, I figured maybe it is maybe the normal good cop, good cop, bad cop. Somebody's going to act like, you know, they don't want it. Somebody acts like they do want my help and we'll see where we land. So long story short, we start going through the process and they had nothing in place for their financial future and for, you know, no retirement accounts, no savings, no nothing. And so I said, well, what we can do is this, this, and this, and I see you got excess money coming in each month that you could use to save towards us. Easy peasy. Just go ahead and let's, let's do that. Um, it was the most logical option and he was resistant to everything, 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 everything. Um, so eventually she ended the meeting. She says, you know what? why don't we revisit this at another time? I said, okay, no problem. I found out a year later from her. I saw her out and about and I, and I, and I said, hey, how are you? She says, I always want to reach out to you to apologize for how that meeting went. I said, well, well what was going on? She said, honest to God, she says, my husband's awful with money. And the reality is that sitting there with you was very confronting for him. Even though you were giving him a plan, it still was forcing him to have to deal with the fact that he had made some choices on his end that weren't great. Now she could only, she also didn't make some great choices either because she had no savings either. So it's not like he was, like he was just the guilty party here. They mm-hmm. both had made choices, but she had come into a level of acceptance of where she was at and where she needed to go. 
he was not a level of acceptance yet for the fact that he just that he didn't make the best choices financially and that he needed assistance. And I think that that sometimes can be what stalls some folks is that they're not at a place of acceptance of the reality of where they are financially. You know, and I think that definitely is something that that affects couples where they're not in alignment of, you know, honey, we're not in the best place financially right now and we need to do something about it. They're in denial, for lack of a better term. Wow. Wow. And the, the worst part is they sit in that denial for a long time. Sometimes decades. A very long time missing out on the time it could take to rebuild or clean up or just build up. You know, now they got But sometimes work. what folks need is a crisis. I'll tell you that. Sometimes folks need a crisis. That's you know, true. Um, so I would, you, I say you will do different when the pain of where you're at gets to be too tough, you hey. know? And so when I deal with folks now, and, and you know, I'm saying, why won't you do something different? Why won't you change your life? Why won't you spend differently? Why won't you? Well, it clearly doesn't hurt enough yet, but it will. Mm-hmm. I guarantee mm-hmm. you. You know, some people are a little bit more sensitive to the pain, so they make choices faster. But some people got to have their leg chopped off. You know what I mean? They, they, you know, in order, to, figuratively speaking, in order to get to the point of saying, you know, maybe I need to do something different. What I do recommend is this, is if you find that you're in a relationship and you're the person who is ready to make the financial changes, uh, I do believe that we should do things in, um, in alignment with our partners, but I do think that at the end of the day, while we want to work in alignment, we are still individual beings, you know? And so I think that what we have to be able to do is to be able to make choices and say, you know what, with the resources that I have, you know, I'm going to do this to, to support building a better financial future. You know, hopefully you will follow suit too. But sitting and waiting on that spouse to, to get in the right mindset to make better choices financially that's not helping you at all. You know, if you can do it together, do it together. If you can't do it together, then you do it because someone's got to do this. And sometimes even when you're, even when you are, um, even when you are in a relationship, in a partnership at any time, that doesn't mean that you're going to always be at the same point at the same time, you know, but that doesn't mean you should hold yourself back waiting on that person to catch up. You got to do what you got to do for you. You know, that's what I say with your resources, whatever, whatever's your part of the pot you utilize that to, to build the best future that you can. Yeah. You know, we say the same thing about therapy because sometimes waiting for both husband and wife, both spouses to agree to come to therapy, it will never happen. And so mm-hmm. oh, yeah. what, what we say is, well, listen, we can still work on the marriage with just you because you got to mm-hmm. go back home and you're going to be different after That's you've true. done some work and some reflection and some evaluation. We tell, we yeah, tell, absolutely. You know, you know, we tell the story, and when we, you know, full disclosure, we have we've had to check in with a therapist before. Um, her dean wasn't exactly f- willing to go with me, and so I said, Hey, listen, I love you, I want to stay with you, I can't force you to go, but this is where it's gonna be, this is who's gonna do it, this is when, and this is the time. Maybe I see you there, maybe I won't. But that this is what I'm gonna do, and she came around, and so absolutely, yeah. But my, I think was, was, no. Go ahead, Herdeen. I was gonna say like the whole that process for us was like it made me sit and reflect. Okay, you say you want the change, but now why aren't you willing to do the work? He's gone ahead, he's mm-hmm. made the appointment, and it goes back to self-reflection. One of the pillars I teach wives, you got to be able to reflect. Because mm-hmm. marriage, mm-hmm. marriage puts the microscopes on your issues. 
not your spouse. I think that that's one of the most confronting things that people experience is that, you know, like I said, if you want to, if you want to see yourself in a different light, get into a relationship and it's not a different light. It's just a brighter light mm-hmm. on you because you literally have a mirror shining back on you by way of that person, by way of their reactions and so on, where, you know, you, it's amazing how the people that we often choose and are attracted to in partnership are people who often have uh, approaches and viewpoints that trigger our own stuff. Right. The very things that attract us also can be very triggering. I think that, you know, when folks are, are, are clear about that, that's a part of the process, that the triggering is not an, it's not an indication of something bad. It's an, indi- it's an indication of two beings coming together. Then yeah. I think you're able to deal with it in a much more productive manner. It's a positive thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's growth. You know, when I see, mm-hmm. when I see couples and they're like hesitant or they finally make it in and they're sitting there and they're worried. I'm sitting and I'm smiling. I'm excited for them. I'm I'm jammed up. And they're like, yo, doc, you are a little bit too happy here because it's almost like you're 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 enjoying this at our expense. And I have to say, guys, I've been where you are. I've I see it all the time. If only you can see what's on the other side. Mm. If only you had, if only you had just a, a, a tiny, tiny glimpse. glimpse of what's waiting for you on the other side, you would not feel the way you do right now. I think that that's just the beautiful thing. And that's what we were talking about earlier in terms of folks having something to look forward to. You know, I think that choosing to work on yourself, choosing to work on your relationship, or rather talking emotionally, financially, whatever it may be, it's not enough to just simply say, I want to work on it because I want to deal with this problem that we're facing right now. It's I want to deal with this problem or this challenge we're facing right now as a means to a shared goal that we're working towards. Is the shared goal togetherness, you know, long term? Is the shared goal um, having a strong family unit? Is the shared goal building wealth and empire together? If the shared goal is there, I think that that is much more of a motivating factor to do the sometimes, you know, very challenging work that comes in relationships. I think that that's much more of a motivation to do it than simply we need to get through this so that we can get through this, this challenge right now. If, mm. You know, you have to have something to look forward to. Yeah. You do. Man. You know, if we, <laughs> we, we say it as if it's simple and I mean, we're kind of preaching to the choir here, but if people just only knew, you know, the shared goal piece is, is huge. The, our selfish natures is what gets in the way of that. You know, absolutely. And I think one of the things that we have to always remember, and I'm sure, you know, this is something that you all teach, is that the reality is that in most cases, most of us did not grow up with a ton of models to teach us how to engage in the types of relationships we want to build. That's not to say that we didn't seek positive relationships, Mm -hmm. but the fact is that when you meet your partner, right, and the unique dynamic that you all want to have together, nine times out of 10, you did not see that modeled. Mm-hmm. identical to what's required for your relationship, right, you know? Right. And so you, it's, it's a learning curve. It is always a learning curve. You know, how do you merge your life together financially? How do you, how do you bring goals into alignment? How do you deal with some clear philosophical impasse, impasses where we're just different in this area and we just do things differently, but we still have to keep on working towards this shared goal. I think that that just is a part of it. It is, it is a, it is, it is, it is one of the most beautiful parts of relationships is that they challenge us you know, to, um, to, to create our own script, 
so to speak, a script that works for us both. Yeah, you know, to it, it, the only thing is when we get married, we didn't agree. We didn't say I do to being challenged, you know, <laughs> and so that's the part of it that we're like, whoa, where is this coming from? I just wanted to be in love, you know, have some kids, you know, and, and live my real, best life. Not realizing that that's part of it. So, you know, I'm a big fan of premarital um, counseling. Even if you're not in a, quote, in, in, in a big, in a, in a traditional marriage, I'm still a big believer that if before you move towards each rather moving in together, as you further become connected financially and otherwise, I am a big believer in doing it. I don't think that, I think that waiting until there's trouble on the horizon is certainly a viable reason to go. But mm -hmm. I think that if you know that counseling is available, do it proactively, even if it's not an issue. I think that it's great because we all come into relationships with our own mindset, our own triggers, our own traumas in some cases, all mm -hmm. kinds of stuff. And I think the more that we can proactively identify these things when we're not in crisis, the better we can make plans for how do I deal with this and how do I support you and how do we grow together, you know, with, and, and, not, have, and not have our growth have to be driven by confronting crisis. It, you are so correct, MJ. And, and one of the things that we like to promote, even after marriage, we talk about doing love check-ins. Just like you check mm. in, make sure you do your oil change. You make sure that um, you check in on your credit at least once a year, the standard, I think. Yeah. You make sure that you check on all these things. So why aren't you checking in on your love story? Why do you to wait for something else to happen that's major before you check in? And so we believe in, we have what we call love check-ins. You're yeah. coming in just to check in on your love and are you heading in the right direction? Are you heading in that direction that you mapped out for your life? Mm -hmm. And I think that's beautiful. it's amazing. And, and I just want to thank you for this conversation that we had today. And I know that our couples are really going to benefit from it. But before we let you go, we want to ask you some questions, just some questions just to hear your thought. What Absolutely. would you, what would you tell your 15 year old self today? Oh, um, I would tell my 15 year old self that I am enough. Mm -hmm. And I, I am worthy of every good thing. That was probably one of the greatest struggles that I dealt with, um, was not feeling like I was enough. I, like many people, define myself by the challenges that I faced in life. You know, I was, a, I was an abuse victim, and that affected my sense of self-worth. I had a learning disability, which made learning in school very challenging for me. So I didn't believe I was very smart. I defined myself through, through messages that had nothing to do with who I was, the three hours that I'm, I'm enough, you know, and no matter what challenges I have, no matter what opportunities I face, I am always going to be enough and everything that I desire, I absolutely deserve. In fact, I believe that the desires of my heart are sacred because they were given to me because I'm the one to walk it out, you mm. know, and I deserve it. I deserve every good thing in my life. And I think that that's something that I would have told my 15-year-old self. I don't have no tattoos. I don't have no desire to have one. But I would tattoo that on my forehead. So I thought every time I looked in the mirror. <laughs> wow, nice. Second, second question. Um, one word to describe your journey. Mm, that's a good one. Let's see. One word to describe my journey. Um, inspirational. Mm. Yes, it is, my brother. Yes, it is.
Yes, it is. Yeah, I would say inspirational. Yeah, and th- and thank you for being willing to share that journey and the lessons from it and the challenges, um, the obstacles, letting people know that, hey, you know, it is a journey, um, but you are enough. Yes. You are, once you lock into the fact that you're enough, that's your true power, you know, because the greatest gift that you can ever, ever give the world is you, you know, being, being your full self. You know, that's the greatest gift that you can give the world. Literally, there's so many wonderful things that are waiting to be unleashed into your life. That you can walk right into once you're willing to be yourself and, and give that, give the world that. And I think that the only way that you can be yourself is by recognizing that you are enough. You know, if you look at my journey on camera, I remember when I first started out doing videos and this is sort of a microcosm for what was going on in my life all along those years. Was when I first started doing videos, I was very much so a perfectionist, you know, um, very low self-esteem. Had a powerful voice for inspiring people, but I struggled with my self-esteem. Mm. And I had every, everything had to be perfect because I didn't think I was enough. So I would to take to do one little five-minute video, it would take me five or six hours. So I would shoot it over and over and over and over and over again, sometimes well over a hundred takes of the same message to finally put it out, right? It was exhausting, you know. And then as years went forward, I kind of was like, okay, well, I, I think I'm enough. I don't think I need to do all that. Maybe I can try doing videos another way. So I started doing other videos. And then I, then I moved into doing videos of big production. I mean, thousands of dollars on the camera, folks, and everything like that. And I'd be in beautiful, beautiful suits. I always have to look good in my suits. <laughs> and, and then that, cause I said, I said, because my message is not enough. My message is not enough. I have to make sure I look and everything has to be perfect in order for people to actually, for people to actually want what I'm offering them. Then as time went forward, I said, well, I don't know if that's always the case. You know, because as, as her dean said, you know, I recently did a video where I was in the bathroom with shaving cream on my neck, you yes. know, getting dressed, about to go to the airport. I did that. That video across all platforms has done about a half million views within a, within a couple of weeks. So my numbers and my engagement, as well as my income, has gone up significantly as I have taken down the veil between mm. the world and myself and simply said, I'm enough, take it or leave it, okay? It you know, it. I didn't have to go. try to dial back my accent and all that kind of stuff. Take it or leave it. And my numbers have gone up significantly. That's and I think that that's a reflection that. of what can happen in your life. You don't have to be a public person like me. It's a reflection of people embrace you more when you bring your full self to the table. Yeah, listen, man. And unapologetically yeah. so. You know, people can't love you and Absolutely. accept you if they don't know who you are. Yeah. And people have an innate sense of when you're being authentic or not. We oh, all know that experience yeah. when you talk oh, to somebody man. and you say, Ooh, I don't know. Something about them just seem a little off to me. Uh-huh. I don't trust them. Mm-hmm. But that other person, they may not, you may not like everything they say, but you say, you know, I trust her because, you know, she, I don't like what she says all the time, but I know she's telling the truth. Yes. You know, yeah. it's, it's all about that trust factor. Yes, mm. sir. Man, listen, man, we can we can keep going all night, but you know our time has just swung, it, it just flew by. <laughs> yes, you know this was good, and I really do want this to carry on into your platform, Mr. MJ. So, Thank how you. can you please tell us how our listeners can find you and why I fell in love with you late night <laughs> in my bed watching my empowerment for for today? <laughs> so I'll tell you all this. We try to make it so simple for you to be able to find me. My handle as well as my website is MJ Harris 
speaks, plural. So that's M-J-H-A-R-R-I-S-S-P-E-A-K-S. And if you want to find my website, it's www.mjharrisspeaks, or I'm on Facebook and um, Instagram with MJ Harris Speaks. But I have something special for your audience today that I really would love for them to be able to take advantage of. Okay. I have a new webinar series where I am teaching you about how do you begin the journey of loving yourself. I think a lot of us, if we, if we were asked on the fly, do you love yourself? We'd instantly say yes, but do your choices reflect that? You know, and what I want you to be able to have is a relationship with yourself where you don't just love yourself, but you like yourself, you know, because there's a difference, okay? Mm -hmm. I want you to be able to have the most fabulous relationship with yourself because I have a belief from my own experience that when you have a great relationship with yourself, that then extends out to every part of your life. You know, you do better financially because you're making, because you're able to make choices from a place of wholeness and fullness. So you make better choices. You're able to say no to things you need to say no to. And yes, the things you need to say yes to. And especially when it comes to relationships, I think that we are much better partners when we have a strong sense of our own value and self-love and we're not looking for someone to provide us with that value. And so in order to sign up for this course, it's very simple. You can watch it online at any time, you know, from the convenience of your phone, if you're in your bed like her, Dean, or if you want to watch and just listen to it in the car, you got all those options. Um, and you can sign up for it at www.lovestarts in me.com that's www.l-o-v-e-s-t-a-r-t-s-i-n-m-e.com and we will also have those links in the show notes where people can find you and stay connected with you because you are somebody that we're not only are we gonna stay hooked up to but uh people listening to our podcast i definitely think they will definitely want to stay linked linked with you you. Thank you. And I want to just tell you all, thank you so much for having me on, because I'll tell you the work that you all are doing by sharing your life and your relationship in such a transparent form is empowering at a level that I think, you know, but I think it's exponentially more empowering than that. You are touching people's lives. You know, it's, it's not just the people who send you the messages and tell you how you've helped their relationships. It's all the people who don't send the messages, you know, that you're truly helping, you know, your transparency and your story is really creating a beautiful path for so many, so many couples and individuals for that matter out there. So I want to thank you all for the contribution that you are making to your community. Thank you. You know, thank you, MJ. And I find myself kind of getting teary-eyed because, you know, you put in the work and I strongly believe that you never go through something for yourself. And I know people mm -hmm. say you don't tell your business, you don't say what's happening in your home. But if telling our true story helps a couple stay together to build a solid family for the next generation, man, it's all worth it to us. And so thank you for seeing us for who we are. We appreciate it, man. Absolutely. The world sees you. Thank you. Thank you, man. This has truly been an honor. This has been an honor. I mean, this has been enlightening, inspirational, uh, damn transformational, <laughs> you know? Um, so we thank you, man. Thank you so much. And uh, we will hook up with you next time. Sounds good. Thank you both. It's been an honor. So that was Malcolm M.J. Harris. Now you see why I love him. One powerful brother. And and believe it or not, right, uh, what they say, uh, big things, good things come in small packages. <laughs> He's not that tall, right? I could say that. I, I could say that. But he is filled 
with wisdom, baby. Oh, he is one powerful brother, right? Now, a couple things that jumped out at us um, uh, during this interview, and we made some notes. He said that we all have things we need to work on. So true. Um, and this is such a timely episode because on this new year, yes. this new year season, right? Everyone's talking about resolutions. Everyone's talking about things they want to change. Listen, listen to this episode two, three, four times. Send it to your friends. Send it to people who you work with. Tell them because we all have areas we need to work on, mm -hmm. right? Everyone thinks they're perfect. When he said that, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I mean, find out what those areas are yep. and then seek to improve on them. Don't put a don't put a bandaid on it. No, you know? whether it's your relationship, whether mm -hmm. it's individual, we all have areas we need to work on. The second thing was, be intentional. Yes. Be intentional. Too many of us, even in making resolutions, we're kind of half-assing it. Yeah, that's true. You know, uh, be serious about the things you say. Be serious about the things that you say you want to do. Uh, the things you want to accomplish in your life, around your life. Yep. And I think the third thing that we talked about, um, that he talked about that was really crucial to me is surrounding yourself with like-minded people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We mm -hmm. all need need a tribe. Yes. You know, we all need people who understand our journey. Yeah, but not like a flimsy tribe, like a tribe that will call you out on your stuff yeah. to make you better. Yeah, like if you're being intentional, then why would you then go choose like a half-assed tribe? Yeah. Right? Don't choose a bunch of people who are going to say yes to whatever you say. Uh, you say, well, I don't feel like doing this today. And they're like, well, that's fine. No. No, let them call you on your stuff. You tell me you want this. This is what we're going to do. And so, hey. Yeah. I mean, those three things just jumped out at us. Mm -hmm. um, they kind of hung in the air for us during the episode. Yeah. And even after the end of the interview, we talked and talked a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, but This particular interview, we talked on off and on for several weeks. And just super excited to share with you all. We want to hear back from you. Yes. If you're new to the Couples Council um, family, you, I am so excited. This is her Dean on the mic. Once again, this is Dr. J. Yeah. If you're new, go back and listen to some of the previous episodes yes and welcome to our couples council this is a platform where we want to give you real real situations for real couples and real advice yeah and so um i really want you to subscribe you gotta help us out by rating and we want to be able to send mj all of these message or thoughts of what you thought about the episode so please mm -hmm, comment mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um we want to hear from you all right and also uh, check out MJ as well. We have his tags and his social media handles in the show notes. Yes. Please go and check him out. Listen to the episode again because he gives them out again. Yeah. Stay connected to that brother, of course. And you can always find us at Dr. Jameson Mercier on all social media. Yes. You can find my lovely wife at The Wife Mentor. Um, we're in Google. But again, if it's too much, as always mercyofwellness.com so we thank you for listening we thank you for joining us again for another episode happy new year if no one said it to you we appreciate you we love you we thank god for you and uh believe it receive it and we hope you'll join us next time on another episode 
of the Couples Council. Ciao! Hey everybody! Thank you for listening to our mom and dad. If you like them as much as we do, then click subscribe and leave a comment. But now they have to go because it's family time. So go practice what you heard and we'll catch you on the next episode.